I get excited, okay? I'm a little excited about this topic. Fizzbos have problems that cost them money. They just don't know they have them. Fizzbos is just about value. And a great real estate agent knows the value they bring to the transaction. It starts with the sales price of the property, but there's so many other things that we do that could end up costing them money. So uh, that that's like the secret formula for Fizzbos. Just show your value. For anyone watching this, when you commit to becoming really a master of this conversation, you're going to just, you're going to list every FISBO in your marketplace because everybody else is just in the waiting game and the follow-up thing and previewing and whatever. So, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be like a unicorn in your market and all the FISBOs will be yours. It's very exciting. Welcome to Vulcan 7 Coaches and Mentors, a show where we interview top coaches and mentors all over the country who bring to us all of their tips and strategies so that you can succeed as a real estate agent. If you know of anyone that would be a perfect fit for this show, please reach out to us. That way we can connect with them. As always, we're always looking to talk to coaches, mentors, trainers that believe that real estate is a contact sport. So with that being said, I want to bring on today's guest. You probably have seen her all over YouTube. Today we have Jackie Kravitz. Hey, Lloyda. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yes, Jackie. So for anyone that's watching that maybe is not too familiar with you, can you go ahead and give us a quick summary or let us know maybe how you started and what you do? Sure. Yes. 27 years in real estate. Um, I started with no sales experience of any kind. I don't have a college degree, got a real estate license because I was actually my, I was selling my house as a FISBO. And um, after a couple of months, the house wasn't selling. And I thought, oh, instead of listing with an agent, I'll just go get a real estate license. I wasn't really planning on having a career. I literally just got a license to save the, the commission of the listing agent. And um, I started prospecting. I, um, I attended, a, I don't know if you're familiar with the Laura, probably I'm sure you've heard of it. You're young. So uh, Floyd Wickman's Sweat Hogs, and they talk a lot about prospecting and Fizbo's and expired. So I just thought, you know what, I think I could do this. I wasn't really afraid of talking to people. So I just started making calls. I was a stay-at-home mom. So nights and weekends, I got on the phone. And uh, yeah, that's all I ever did. And um, my third year, so my first first and second year, I was working part-time nights and weekends. So 25 homes each of those years. And then I started working full-time my third year. By my fourth year, I sold 100 homes, and they were all listings sold, and they were all FISBOs and expired. So it became like my thing. Like, I love these people. They want to sell the house. I love talking to them. And I've been coaching agents for about 16 years. So that's what I do. That's awesome. That is crazy. And it's amazing, too, that you were able to figure out how to work with for sale by owners. Because I think especially now, a lot of agents are afraid of going after these type of leads because rejection, objections, and things like that. So for you, 
Um, it's funny that you were trying to sell the home for sale by owner. And then now you specialize pretty much working with, with these for sale by owners. So was there a shift in the mindset or how did you transition so that they would now be able to see your value as an agent versus trying to sell their homes on their own? You know, I actually never thought about like the transition <laughs> aspect of it. When I look back, you know, when I say, I don't say it all the time, like I was a FISBO and that's why I got into real estate. Now, looking back, I'm like, what was I thinking about? Like, I, you know, the, the truth is FISBOs don't know what they don't know. They're FISBOs, you know, I talk about this all the time on YouTube and my training. FISBOs have problems that cost them money. They just don't know they have them. And unfortunately, and I think this is what makes it difficult for agents to call FISBOs. The agents don't even know what problems FISBOs have. Mm-hmm. So they're like, yeah, I've, I, in all the years of coaching agents, so many of them say, well, but, you know, in this market, it doesn't matter what market it is. It's always like, well, you know, with the way the market is, I think that, you know, they're priced right and they could probably sell. So the agents don't even think that they can benefit them somehow. So of course they're not going to list with somebody that can't do anything for them. Um, I just, you know, I had no clue, honestly. And then as I started learning more and more, this was just about value and, a great real estate agent knows the value they bring to the transaction. It starts with the sales price of the property, but there's so many other things that we do that could end up costing them money if they don't know how to, they don't have the knowledge and the experience and the expertise to handle. So uh, that that's like the secret formula for FISBOs. Just show your value. And yeah. Yeah, that's that's about it. So... Yeah, you know, it's funny that you're mentioning earlier, even some, it's almost like some agents talk themselves out of going after for sale by owners. And I think that that is such a common thing where we think, oh, well, you know, it's a seller's market, there's low inventory, the for sale by owner is going to sell even if they're priced high. And at the end of the day, what would you tell maybe an agent that wants to focus on listings, and they should go after for sale by owners and expires? What would be one thing that they need to work on to start making that shift in their mind to be like, you know what, this FISBO needs me. Like, even if they're priced right, they need me. I can do a much better job than they can. I think it's gaining the knowledge because just like the FISBO, they don't know what they don't, they don't know. I mean, all they know is I look at most real estate agents, it doesn't sound like they do anything that complicated. You know, I could put it in the, in the MLS for a, 500 bucks. I could do open house, you know, so they don't know that there's anything else. And so I think for agents to start believing that they actually bring value, they need to gain the knowledge, you know, like, okay, what is it that I do? I mean, I teach that extensively. There are videos on YouTube. They could watch for free on my YouTube channel that they could see that in my training too. Fizbo's, you know what I think also, so knowledge, right? Loida, that's, critical because that's going to give you the confidence to to speak with them and and present but i also think that a lot of brokers and other coaches and trainers they they instill in agents the belief that fisbos take a long time 
You're not going to be able to call FISBO when they, when they just put the house on the market and you're going to go list them. It doesn't work like that. You know, you're going to have to follow up and you got to stay in touch and you do this and you go preview the house. I don't believe in any of that. I obviously when I started and I didn't know what I was doing, that's how I started. But then when I figure out, okay, this is what I do that can help them. And if they don't hire me, they're going to end up leaving money on the table mm -hmm. in so many different ways. So, and rather than having the mindset that I have to follow up until this FISBO is ready, until they figure out that what they're doing doesn't work. I, I believe that we can make them ready by having the right conversation. So, but that is gonna require some learning, you know, getting to understand what it is that you do for agents. So, okay, let me just say this. Yes. I get excited, okay? I'm a little excited about this topic. There's so few agents that know what we're talking about that for anyone watching this, when you commit to becoming really a master of this conversation, you're going to just, you're going to list every FISBO in your marketplace because everybody else is just in the waiting game and the follow-up thing and previewing whatever. So, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be like a unicorn in your market and all the fizzbos will be yours. It's very exciting. Yeah. And I know for myself, even when I started and I got into the business, I went after for sale by owners and expireds because I wanted to get listings. I knew that listings would bring buyers and, you know, the past couple of years, especially when there was no inventory, buyers agents, and if you're only working with buyers, you submit an offer. If there's 20 other offers on the table, you, if yours doesn't get picked, now you're going back to showing homes. So, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity to focus on leads like this to be able to be a listing agent. So yeah. when it comes to for sale by owners, especially when you started, Mm -hmm. um, what was your process like? Would you call them? Would you go in person, knock on their door? So when I started, things changed, right? Because when I started, I didn't know anything. So I'm just, I, I started calling. I had no fear of Facebook. I had fear of expired, the new ones, because they were like kind of crazy. But Fizzbos, no, you know, they're easy to talk to. It's not easy to convince them to list with you, but they talk to you. So I, I just called. I never door knock. I, I had little kids and I'll stay at home mom. So like the phone was like the quickest, you know, most e efficient way. So I just called. But then I wouldn't ask, like, can I come see your house? I would just say this. We're talking 27 years ago, right? I know everything is online and people have access to all of it. But back then I would say I can do a market analysis. You could still say that today. I can do some detailed research on your property so we can look at what's the highest price that we can sell it for in today's market. Uh, would, you know, would you be agreeable to meeting with me? So this is what I did back then. And they were like, sure, come over. You know, they'll give me an appointment. It wasn't to, I never really got into the, if I have a buyer, can I come yeah. look at that? I never did that. And I don't recommend doing that because I didn't have a buyer and I wasn't interested in bringing a buyer. I wanted to talk to them while listing the property, even though I didn't know what I was doing, but that was the truth of it. So that's what I did. And I, <laughs> I remember the first FISBO I listed. I actually remember the house. I remember the couple. So I went on this appointment. They didn't list with me that day. 
I mean, I was there for like, I don't know, you know, those long two hour listing presentations. It was horrible, but okay. So I leave and then I, I started calling them just to see, oh, how is it going? You know, you were doing an open house. How did it go? I'd follow up and I was following up every week, maybe twice a week. So, oh yeah, you said you had somebody interested. How did that work out? Answer any questions, you know, just stay in touch, stay in touch. And I think it took like maybe two and a half or three months. I called them one day and they're like, you know what? This is not working. Come over. We're going to list with you. And that was my very first visible listing. And I remember I didn't really ask them, but the seller said to me, you know, after we signed, he said, do you want to know why we listed with you? I said, please tell me because I have no clue why anybody like I have no idea what I'm doing. And he's like, when the first week when we, put this house for sale by owner. We had so many agents calling. Two weeks later, you know, there were maybe five of the 50 that called the first week were still following up. A month later, there were two. Now you're the only one that's been calling and calling. And, you, and so that's why you got the listing. So mm -hmm. it was through follow-up, you know, and then my first year, second year, I was still doing that. I mean, I'd go out sometimes it would be happen a little faster Then I started li listing some a little, you know, right away, first or second time, whatever, until I learned the formula to kind of make them ready. So they realize that they need my help if they want to sell it for the most money possible. And agents can still do that today. I mean, I teach my clients to just, go in and make an amazing presentation where the physical sell see the value and they're ready to list. So there's two ways of doing it. I prefer faster rather than, you know, following up for months. The, the thing too is I feel like if you're following up for, for months with this approach or whatever, and an agent that knows what they're doing calls that FISBO and goes on the appointment, the listing is gone. You're, you're like, you're going to follow up and they're going to say, I listed with somebody else, which happened to me a lot too, you know? So that's a, that's a painful lesson. Yeah. I think it comes down to the communication, you know, showing your value to the for sale by owner, yeah. the follow-up. And yeah, just like you mentioned, you know, if there is another agent that's more prepared than you are, um, if they meet with them, they might get the listing and all of that time you spent following up, it's going to be for nothing. That so, happened to me a lot. So it was horrible, but you learn yeah. things differently. Yeah. And I'm glad we're talking about this because sometimes agents think that, oh, well, if I'm following up like every month, maybe I'm bugging them. But until you lose that listing to someone else, you could have been like, man, I should have followed up that one additional time. No, I know. I, I say to my clients like this, how many listings have you lost? Because you follow up, mm -hmm. you followed up too many times. No. Well, you follow, you didn't follow up enough. That's why you lose them, yeah. not the other way around. So, you know. Yes, exactly. So now let's kind of shift to expires because that's also a lead source that you've gone after. Yeah. So when you started to tap into the expires for you and your experience, um, what was the biggest difference that you saw in terms of maybe the quality of the lead or maybe more objection handlers that you had to know because of how they were reacting? Um, 
I, I actually, I love them both equally. Like they're my two babies, so I can't pick a favorite. But expires are easier to list than Fizbo's. They're, they're harder to talk to, mm -hmm. especially when they're brand new on the day they expire. That's the biggest difference. It's, it's just being able to get past that initial, like they're frustrated. And, you know, South Florida, where I sold real estate, it's like super, uh, super competitive. In traffic. I mean, I say to my clients, you don't have any competition. It's all in your head. It's what you believe. That's your biggest competition. Yeah. But the reality is that there are hundreds of agents calling and expired on the day they expired. So they're, they're not happy people. They're already unhappy because the house didn't sell. Now they're getting bombarded with calls. Everybody's saying the same thing. So you got to deal with all that. If you can get past that initial, you know, all these objections and how they feel on the call and it skills. Well, you know, I didn't know when I started, I, I mean, I was just horrible with expired. I, I actually was afraid of them because they were, they were mean. I mean, I'm being Miss Nice. Yeah. I'm like, this is Jackie. Like, ah, why are you calling me? You're the fifth. I'm like, what have I done? Until you learn how to, how to match them, how to get past that. They're easier to list for sure. And I mean, to me, expired's new. Old expired's could be okay too, but they're, Obviously, there's a lot more opportunity when they're brand new, 40 to 50% relist within 72 hours. So, hey, let's go mm -hmm. after that. Um, they're amazing. It's just an amazing source. Once you get that appointment, at the appointment, it's easier to list them than a for sale by owner because they're already willing. You don't have to show, yeah. obviously got to show value. You're not going to, you know, just list. They're on a list with you if they don't see value, but it's not like a FISBO. You got to be able to show them that paying your commission is actually an investment expires. None of that. It's just what you do differently and making them feel confident that you can actually do the job. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So for an agent that's, that wants to start tackling these two lead sources, what would you recommend is a schedule that they need to follow from maybe the time they start making the calls like, what would that look like? Is it expires first for sale by owners or how would you divide that up? New expires at 8 a.m. local time. Yeah. And with Vulcan 7, they, they have all their phone, the phone numbers like right there. You, they, you even, it even dials for you. I used to dial every number with my finger, look up phone numbers on my own. Like, you know, Agents have it so easy these days. Vulcan's such an incredible service. 8 a.m., local time, you're calling new expires. They're only new the day they expire. If they expire today, tomorrow, they're old. It's like you have to have urgency mm -hmm. because a lot of them, once I learned, like I start, like my third year, I started feeling, okay, I'm kind of a little better. And then my fourth year, I started feeling more and more confident. By that point, 80% of the expireds I listed were same day. I called them in the morning and I had the listing at the end of the day. So think about that. If you, if, you, know, if you don't call them early in the morning, what happens too is a lot of them, you know, I have clients to this day that say this to me. Well, you know, I'm calling and they're not answering the phone. Nobody answers the phone. Okay, what time are you calling? Oh, 9, 30, 10. Sure, they've already, re they've gotten 50 calls. They stop answering the phone. 
even if they want to sell, they already set one, two or three appointments. They've had so many agents calling. Of course, they're not going to answer. The, they don't recognize the number. They don't answer the phone. So expires first thing. And then the new FISBOs too. Then I would go to older expireds in chronological order, backwards FISBOs. Of course, they need to call their past clients and sphere of influence. I never did that, but that was a mistake. Uh, you know, I, it, there was such, um, I don't know, it's almost like uh, an adrenaline junkie, you know, and you call an expired or a FISBO and you can take that person and say, no, I'm not in. And then a few minutes later, they give you an appointment, you go take a listing. I mean, I thrived on that. So to me, I understand past clients, fear, you know, it's like mm -hmm. your future business and all that. But I wanted a listing today. And I knew that if I talked to those people, I could get a listing today. But then, you know, you end up with, it was fun. I mean, I don't regret it. I made it my thing and it worked out. Yeah. But, um, but agents should obviously call their past clients fear of influence and then go to circle prospecting, just listed, just solds. I, I, I just actually interviewed one of my clients for, uh, for YouTube earlier today. And he's like a 22 year old guy, two and a half years in real estate. And he's like, not afraid of making calls. He, he joined my training two months ago and he's listed six. He said this morning, he listed another one, seven expired visibles. He had never done that before. So he's like, not afraid of the phone. He says, I make 40 contacts a day, every day yeah. he's on the phone, like between 8am and 11am. He talks to 40 people. He said, that's minimum. So the results will exactly. show up if you're talking to enough people yeah you're gonna you're gonna get business for sure and as you get better and better the number of people you have to talk mm -hmm. to to actually take a listing go down my first year i was horrible i mean it was just off i thought it was amazing but you know my my ratios were not that great and then as you continue to improve your skills your mindset exactly getting you, it becomes easier. They don't get easier. You just get better and it's easier for you. So, Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's really important for any agent watching this to know that you have to have patience. And as long as you're putting in the work, you're bettering your skills, you're going to start getting the results and you're going to get better at converting, you know, these for sale by owners expires and setting appointments. Yeah. So um, I know you brought up your coaching. Can you tell us a little bit more about that as well? Uh, sales X training, salesxtraining.com. It, you know, my, uh, or jackiekravitz.com will redirect you there. Um, I have, I guess, a little bit of a reputation for FISBOs and expired. So a lot of people think, oh, it's, it's just FISBOs and expired. I don't want to call them. Why? Okay. So first of all, the, my, my training is not only on FISBOs and expires. It's only on listings, being a great listing agent. If you want to be great at working with buyers, go somewhere else because that's not what I do. But it's the entire listing aspect of everything that a great listing agent needs to learn, how they need to think, the tools, the strategies, the scripts, pricing property, the listing presentation, all of it that when you, you know, the, the advantage of FISBOs and expires too, when you become great, working with them everything else is easier in comparison yeah but it's not it's not just visibles and expireds it's everything related to being a great listing agent so 
and it's very affordable too. So they can check it out. Awesome. So salesx.com or jackiekravitz.com. It's salesxtraining.com or jackiekravitz.com will redirect you to salesxtraining as well. And on my YouTube channel, which is just Jackie Kravitz, there are a ton of videos and stuff. It's not the same, you know, YouTube is, is different. My, my training is very systematic, you know, there's, there's just an order to things and, and there's a whole system around what agents need to do and what they need to learn. Uh, I do live calls too every week. I do a ton of role plays. So it's super fun. And agents, you know, if you, if you do what you're supposed to do, yeah. you're going to get results. Yeah. Awesome. So there you go. You guys can go and check that out. All of the links will also be in the description box below. And yeah, thank you so much, Jackie, for, for jumping on this chat for sale by owners expires. I think more agents need to go after these lead sources instead of, you know, yeah. just focusing on dancing on social media. If you want to be a listing agent, these are the low hanging fruit that you got to be consistent with <laughs> absolutely let's call the people that we know want to sell right it just exactly. makes sense. So, sounds good but thank you so much it was a pleasure I yes appreciate it. Yep. yes all right thanks jackie all right thank okay. you